Hey, friends. My household has been sick, so putting out much this week has been kind of a trial, but I was able to tune in on Saturday as the special called Florida Annual Conference was in session, and they dismissed 74 churches and uh, was pleased by that. There's a lot to be pleased about there, but there was something that caught my attention that I thought would be uh, helpful to talk about. As a general reminder, I'm I'm not for mudslinging or talking about unhelpful stuff, and uh, there are a lot of people who want to just move forward and not talk about unpleasant things, but the thing is, the way that we move forward together is very much informed by what we understand to have taken place in the past, and um, unless we reckon with things soberly and accurately, we're prone to create the same problems on down the line. So um, the long and short of it is that even though Bishop Berlin was was largely known to be fair and um, easy to work with, and this is something that, well, hey, let's just start off with a WCA post. On the day of, uh, they said, following today's Zoom annual conference meeting regarding the successful vote on disaffiliation of 74 churches, we want to thank Bishop Berlin and the leaders of the Florida Conference. This year they conducted the disaffiliation process with kindness and in a professional and thoughtful way. This provided a pathway for 175 churches to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church during three special called sessions of the Florida Annual Conference. We wish them well on their continuing journey in the United Methodist Church. Grace and peace on behalf of the Florida Wesleyan Covenant Association. So I thought that that message was in good taste, despite the bitter taste that would have been left in my mouth had I been in the WCA in Florida, and that's because of parting words that Berlin, uh, Bishop Berlin offered. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, I was able to, to do a screen grab. I, I consider these words. You're going to see some of my commentary over it. I'm not going to say all of it, so you can pause on it if you, if you want to see some of the things that I took issue with. But this is just a small segment of a larger speech that he gave that was mostly positive. He acknowledged that, um, that the vast majority of churches had behaved well and that it had been a decent process. You know, I want to acknowledge that Bishop Berlin, he allowed for three different special called uh, annual conferences for churches to disaffiliate. And he, to my knowledge, and his administration did not do anything that was um, underhanded or dishonest in the way that they had. I, I, I got the impression that disaffiliation started off rough, but that they, they kind of figured things out. At the end of the day, after all of these disaffiliations, 189 results in a total of almost fully a third of the annual conference being lost. And the fact that, uh, you know, Florida started off under Bishop Carter a very hostile place, and it's, it seems to me that Bishop Berlin was a steadier hand on the wheel, much more fair, provided many more opportunities. So having acknowledged all of that, I just thought it was really in poor taste to say what he did for reasons that I will, will stipulate, but here's that video. Sadly, a small portion of those leaving, and compared to the total, it's a very small portion, but a very small portion of those leaving over the past two years have not left in peace. We must simply acknowledge today that these persons insulted those who are pleased to remain United Methodist. This small portion has judged us in the worst of ways. Some in this small portion have spread even lies and gossip about our church. <clears throat> these persons have sown the seeds of division and sadly, they've chosen to violate the unity of the body of Christ 
which our Lord Jesus Christ prayed for in John 17. These persons have attacked us personally, and they have attacked us as a community. And you in this very small portion, and again, I'm not speaking to everyone who's leaving today. I'm just speaking to a, a, a sliver of these persons. You know who you are. The Holy Spirit will bring the wrong that you have done to your mind at a time that is fitting to the Lord so that you can repent of your actions. And as we separate from you, I want you to know that we leave all of that on you. We do not carry your harm with us. We do not carry your lies or your insults or anything that you've said about us. We leave you to the Lord's care in all of these matters. And we, we trust you to God. And I hope that the Lord will help you in your sanctification in the ways that are appropriate. So that was in the midst of a large—that was after the vote was taken and people were allowed to disaffiliate, all of that, which I'm really grateful and, and glad for. I'm glad it was not another situation. But even so, I thought it was in poor taste. And even even more than that, you saw on—if you can see that, you, there, there was a number of comments that I had where I'm really tired of the vague accusations— I don't know why people ever thought that that is a responsible way to do leadership. I, I think if you are going to level complaints at somebody's door, you need to have particulars, you need to have receipts. And for a bishop to do that at the end here, where there should be good feelings, I thought was really um, not just tacky, but I, I, I thought it was manipulative. Um, one should never do well by dragging down others in that way. So what what I think is important is, you know, I wrote Bishop Berlin, and to his credit, he responded to me. He didn't answer my questions, but I, I wrote him and asked, are there particular things or people that you're talking about here? And he was not willing to offer anything. He, he His message was to the effect, people, everybody said it was fair, everybody said we did a good job, um, we need to move forward now. I don't. I don't know why. You know why don't I just read his his words directly? Um, th those of us in the UMC now turn our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Information sessions were held in our churches that addressed falsehoods and inaccuracies. So that work is complete for us. Ta talking further will only reopen a conflict. I and others have been working hard to resolve. The fair use of paragraph 2553, it's time for all churches in the Wesleyan tradition to share the gospel, love their neighbor, and grow in sanctification. I'm sure that will be your focus in the days ahead as it is mine. And that all sounds very mature and nice, except for you don't say that right after a final parting jab, you know, where you just say, you know, most of you were okay, but some of you were really bad, and you said these awful things. And I would just, I think... We have just gone through, it's not even over, but we've had a long period of sustained efforts by institutional leaders like Berlin to, to portray people like me as somehow speaking falsehoods about them. And I am not aware of any substantiated incidents of any leaders in the WCA or GMC saying anything false about particular leaders or beliefs that are fostered in the United Methodist Church. So I just think 
this is a way of like fostering in-group ment- mentality where he has this posture of seeing so magnanimous, you know, most of you are good. We wish God's blessings upon you. We don't carry, he didn't say we don't carry any ill feelings. He just said, we entrust you to God. It's a kind of a backhanded, it's almost an imprecation. If you've read the Psalms, you know, there, there's wishing God's curses upon those who have done you wrong. And that's the, that's the hint that I got here from this. I also, you know, Bishop Berlin, if you're not a Floridian, most people, they remember him from General Conference 2019, where he gave a speech on the floor of General Conference trying to emotionally manipulate African delegates into voting for the One Church Plan, which was what the institution wanted and nobody else wanted. The Africans voted it down despite the speech, but they had just gone through a huge Ebola crisis, and so he used this virus language to tap into their fear and uh, try and create a bad taste in their mouth about our book of discipline and the sexual ethics behind it. And if you haven't seen that before, I I clipped up the actual speech is a little over six minutes long, and I've got that, but I I clipped up just the portions in which he did the fear-mongering and lying about the ideology of his opponents. So here's what that looked like if you didn't ever get to see it. You will be putting a virus into the American church that, it, that will make it very sick. This virus of conflict will spread and spread, and soon it'll jump the ocean and it'll spread to the entire connection. Because, friends, if we bring this virus into our church, it will bring illness to us all. During the Ebola crisis, that, that if they just washed their hands, they could get rid of a potential illness that was infecting and damaging and killing people. And I'm asking you to wash your hands of this traditional plan today. So I thought that that was really manipulative and nasty. I mean, if, if you're comparing what, you're, what is being advanced to a virus and that threatens death and destruction upon an organization or that, uh, people that you love— like that's that's the definition of like fear mongering and speaking evil of your enemies. So I just think it's really strange that at this point, um, the same guy who did that is maligning generally, vaguely those who have um, spoken ill of the United Methodist Church. So I I don't know I I I. I guess the reason I wanted to do this bit was just to say, if you're still in the United Methodist Church and you think that Bishop Berlin is a reasonable voice, I really have wanted to think that he's a reasonable—I hope I get a follow-up email from him saying, um, you know, here, here's the substance of, of what I was alleging here, and here are the really big problem personalities. That would actually be really helpful because I'm now in the Global Methodist Church, and if we have people in the Global Methodist Church that have left the UMC and they're liars and they— assassinate character and they um, drag people's name through the mud, it would be really helpful for us to know who they are. You know, it'd be really nice to know who has a track record of being nasty in that way so that we don't continue to allow such behaviors from such people in the future. But if there aren't any such people and he's just trying to create a bad taste in people's mouth about those who are leaving that just seems really unfortunate. That does not seem like responsible leadership to me. And whenever you're looking at, you know, a, a conference that has just lost a third of its churches, and I don't even know how many of them are 
the big rich ones. But this is a big conference that, I mean, look at this big building that they have. This is their article that they published on it. Can you imagine, man, they have a big rich conference and they have some serious work to be doing. And it's important that whoever's at the helm is not projecting their issues onto other people, but they know what their issues are and they can lead their conference soberly through it. So I hope that Bishop Berlin can be such a person. He and his side had their way with the United Methodist Church. They lost that vote in 2019, and a lot of people didn't understand that in that speech he was giving, he was saying, if we don't get our way, there's going to be war and, and violence. What a lot of people thought he meant by that was that conservatives would cause all this. What we didn't understand was, no, it would be the liberals the progressives that refused to leave and tore the covenant to shreds and made it so awful that conservatives would have to leave. And so that is what Berlin threatened, and that is what happened. So even though he postures as this very reasonable and amicable person, I suspect he just saw the writing on the wall, and he knew that Florida would be a miserable place to lead if he didn't let people out. And so the churches have gotten out, and that's great. They're under Jay Therrell's leadership now. He was the head of the WCA. Now he's the head of the GMC. He's a president pro tempore there. From everything I hear, everything's going great there. I hope everybody can get along well. My concern is that when we end things, we end it honestly. And the honest thing that happened is that the United Methodist Church behaved poorly, and rather than deal with it, they would rather assassinate the character of leaders who have tried to help churches get where they need to get. I think that's unfortunate. So anyway, I'm, I'm not going to end with a smarmy backhanded blessing on uh, the United Methodist Church or Bishop Berlin. I actually do wish them well, but I do think that there are severe problems that um, have been projected onto the GMC and a lot of the leaders that I think have behaved quite admirably. And I, I am pessimistic about people learning good lessons and moving forward well if they can't reckon with the dysfunction of the past. So anyway, if that speaks to you, good. And if it doesn't, then uh, sorry, I'll try and speak to you better next time. Blessings to you. Thanks for all the uh, uh, engagement on the, the page. Always make sure to, to comment and like and subscribe as you're able. And if there's any private follow-up you'd like to do, I'm at plainspokenpod at gmail.com. All right, see ya.